Yeah, so, yeah, so what do we have to fear? Amen? Okay, so why don't we get your Bible out, look at John chapter 8, very familiar passage. John chapter 8, 31 and verse 32, but just I'll have it there. Change your position, why don't you stand real quick, get that blood moving around. All right, if you're there, say amen. If you're here, say amen. If you're not, say amen. No. John 8, verse 31 through 2. To the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So, Father, I just pray you would um, just speak to us through this, your, your word. And I pray for a real revelation of what this really means for all of us uh, in this time. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You can be seated. Um, some of the, uh, <clears throat> I mean, we, I don't know how many speakers we heard in, uh, at this Turning Point um, Pastors Summit, huh? 42? Oh, you counted them, okay. 42, including panels, you know, and I mean, just phenomenal. Like, they've been, we've been blessed to be able to do it all three because Turning Point had some big donors who covered the hotel, and, and they didn't, we didn't stay in a Super 8. We were at the, the Intercontinental. Uh, on the church Facebook page, there are pictures of, of our both trips, and, and we got a corner room on the 15th floor. I could see the midway out and out and and then the the current three aircraft carriers across the, the the water there from our room. You know, I watched a destroyer come up come inside. You know, and I could look down, um, and I mean, it's just like I can't even build a deck on my house or have a garage, but we get to do these things. How is that possible? I have to buy cars that have over 100,000 miles on them because, you know, because I can't afford these fifty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 vehicles. But, but God takes care of us, you know, and, and, and be able to do these crazy things. My goodness. You'd think we were rolling in the dough. But my father is, right? And that's all that matters. And so, um, but there's a few lines that just, uh, I know, like Charlie Kirk, uh, he's the... Uh, head of Turning Point USA and um, some, just some things he said at the very opening. He said that resistance to tyranny is biblical. Right? Resistance to tyranny is biblical. So much of the uh, the thinking of the American church, I can say it because I've been a Christian since I was 14 and ministry for over 40 years and this whole idea that to be a Christian, be a good Christian means you can be nice. And I, we should be nice, but not everybody appreciates your niceness when, it, when, when you have to come up and confront something they're doing that's wrong. That love says, I'm going to tell you that that is destructive. 
that behavior is going to destroy your life. You're, you or you know, and they don't like to hear those things. But um, so that's um, the idea of just what it looks like to really be a nice Christian <laughs> is someone who honors God and and is willing to stand up to tyranny and. I want to talk about kind of how in the world did we kind of get there, get where we are today, where the church is so divided um, about, you know, getting involved in the in the issues of the day and the battles of today and the debates and should we even be in there and and that. Something else Charlie Kirk said that I heard many times, but it's true, that liberty is God's idea, Right? Ephesians, he says, it, it was for freedom that Christ set you free. You think it was for, for, I would think it was for forgiveness or it was for eternal life or so I wouldn't go to hell, he set me free. No, it was for freedom that Christ has set you free. The God, the, the whole way God created Adam and Eve was to have this level of freedom to make the choices that you want to make. You can make whatever choices you want. That's the only way God could know that, he lo- that we loved him, right? If I could choose not to love him. The same thing in, in, in relationships, right? Um, uh, there's got to be this freedom, that the ability of the person to say no or to turn away um, in order to know that they truly want to be with you. And so uh, liberty is God's idea. God wants us to be free. And, and he obviously knew <laughs> that that would create some problems, because uh, uh, um, uh, the story of the garden, I don't need to really b- belabor that. But that the role of us as as people in, uh, believers in our day, like in Jeremiah, I think it's 29 verse 7, uh, where God said to, through Jeremiah to the people, uh, it says, pray for the peace and prosperity, the place where I have put you. For if it prospers, you will too. And there's other scriptures that we could talk as well about the need to pray for those in authority. Um, so it will go well with us. So we could live peaceful and quiet lives. I think he writes to, Paul writes to Timothy on that. And so um, this, this is what, what we, we should. But, um, and as the church, what did Jesus, the Great Commission, Matthew 28, says, go and make what? Disciples. You notice he didn't say go make converts. Right? There's a big difference between a convert and a disciple. A convert is someone who follows you around, who can't, who has to have hangs on every word that, that the person who converted them, you know, says. I have to listen to this guy all the time because, you know, I don't know what to think, so, so I go listen to this guy. Uh, that's a convert. That's, that's somebody who's just a follower. But a disciple is somebody who has found the Savior, has, has, has um, is born again, but is, is looks, looks here for the truth, goes to the, to the, the source um, of, of that of what is true and, and you come to know um, the word of God and you live in that and uh, as you understand this you understand that you begin to hold to the teachings of Jesus as he says here and we really are the disciple a disciple of Christ not a convert but a disciple and that process we begin to understand what the truth is and that truth is what sets us free meaning it keeps us from doing stupid things 
It keeps us out of wrong decisions, out of following the crowd. It keeps us out of, out of uh, wrong priorities or wrong relationships because the, the God, Word of God, the, if it's not a direct command, there are biblical stories that, that illustrate uh, principles that, that, that can guide us into the truth. And, and that keeps us free. Because I became a Christian when I was a, a young teenager, I was kept free from the law of regrets, regrets that others who didn't find Christ till many years later. Not because I'm any better than anybody else. I just found Christ early. And therefore, I got to I would fellowship with church and my Bible, our Bible study, youth group, and I grew in the Lord, and I knew that things just, you don't do those. Those things are bad. And so, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> and so, so, remember uh, um, a few weeks back, uh, and I, I think I referred to it the week before I left, the currency of heaven. What's the currency of the kingdom of God? It's truth. Right. And the difference between, uh, it, you think, well, maybe it should be faith. But again, what, what faith? It's not faith because faith has to have an object. It has to have the right object, right? Uh, and so faith in God has to be directed in that way. Um, faith, hope. How about hope, right? Faith, hope, and love. Hope, well, same thing. Faith has, a hope has to have you have to have hope in the right thing, an expectation, uh, you know, in, in the right thing. Like you can have a hope that, you know, uh, they're going to lower your taxes. Well, that's kind of a pipe dream, you know. Um, but hope in God is different, right? Uh, or even love, love itself. Love has to have an object, and I would say love has to have a proper motivation as well. So they all, those all need something, but, and all of those... Center around what, what, what the bottom line, what you need for each one of those three is called truth. Sometimes it's he is a truth. And so, so we engage in that. And so uh, wherever we go, that's the currency that we deal with as we deal in this world. Just like we have the currency of the kingdom of God in your purse or your wallet or whatever. I mean, the, the currency of the world in check, cash, right? Credit card, you know. Hopefully you don't have a chip in your, in your hand yet or your forehead, you know, right? And because you have to have the currency of the world to to engage in this life, I don't know if it's if it's possible to go through a day without, in some way, having currency, the world's money system. You needed it to do, to get through your day at some point, if not at least just to make sure there was gas in your car or there was heat in your house and food in the fridge. And likewise, as we engage in our world. Since we are citizens of a greater kingdom, a lasting kingdom, the kingdom of God, we carry that currency with us. And so when we enter into discussions about things and relationships, we, in that exchange, we use the currency of the kingdom of God, which is the truth. So we will not give in to a lie. We will not affirm delusion and confusion because th- then we're using counterfeit. We're, we're, we, we, we're using some kind of counterfeit thing. We, we stay with the truth. And so this, this is what gets us in trouble. The more the society goes away from the truth, the more um, and embraces a lie, um, uh, the more we will uh, stand out and they will try to victimize us or demonize us and that. So I was reading, um, I haven't finished yet, um, it's a, a book, maybe it's an essay, I don't, I don't know, it's... it's Maybe not as long as a full-size book, but short, longer than a booklet. I don't know. But it's called, it's by Vaclav Havel. How many f- f- familiar with Vaclav Havel? 
He was the last president of Czechoslovakia and the first president of the new Czech Republic after the Soviet Union fell apart. But he's also a poet, a playwright, a dissident, and a political writer. Um, and so he wrote a bunch of things. And, he, and I um, have been working through this, and on the plane, I was reading through this uh, um, thing he wrote called The Power of the Powerless. And it's hard, it can be hard to read because he has very, very long sentences. A lot of commas. And, and that's just, you don't, that's not, that doesn't help. But, and so, but he just died in, in, uh, in 2011. He was 75 years old. So writing about um, um, Czechoslovakia and, and these kind of things. And, but the power of the powerless and um <coughs> excuse me um, this talking about the struggle in in Czechoslovakia in his case and a group or a group of uh, i think music rock bands that came together i haven't finished the whole thing but called charter 77 and it was a diverse group of uh, these mu- musicians who just wanted to play their kind of music and have their own write their own words. But the Czechoslovakian communist regime said, "No, you will conform to only this kind of music and your words and all these things." And they just they they didn't want to live in a lie; they wanted to just live in the truth. Was the whole thing, and they were then taken to court and suffered for that. And um, but his book is called The Power of the Powerless. That the power, see, the greatest enemy to a lie is what? The truth. Therefore, the greatest en- enemy to a totalitarian regime built on appearances and, and falsehood is not, it's not a political party. It's not tanks. It's not weapons, right? It's not some organization. It's not even a news site. The, the greatest enemy threat to, to totalitarianism is the truth. Because if it can be articulated consistently and clearly, you don't need to have a AR-16, 17, or 18. <laughs> you don't need to have those things because the truth begins, when it begins to get revealed, all of a sudden people are like, wait a minute. They come out of the darkness into the light and the, the appearances can't be kept up any longer because now the, the, the truth has come up. There are those who are willing to stand up for that truth. And um, um, the thing about this is these guys, these were just musicians. They weren't political activists. They weren't trying to make any kind of, you know, political statement or drive a party or get, a, get their candidate elected. That was not. They just wanted to play their music, believing in the freedom of speech and the freedom to sing their own songs and, and not be restricted in that way. And this, this story, as, I, as we go on, it really illustrates how today... So many of us pastors and churches either have or have not have had to make a decision. Are we going to address the issues or not? Are we going to hide from them because we're afraid of being called this or that political or people walking out the door? Or are we others want to not talk about it so nobody does walk out the door and everybody just keeps nice and, and these kind of things. Um, but, but more and more of us, I mean, like myself, I, I didn't enter the political realm. I came in the ministry. I've always, I've always been uh, tried to be uh, engaged and understand what's going on because I recognize 
I recognize uh, the regimes and, and the ideologies out there that, that, uh, that lie and oppress communism and socialism for sure and the atheism of that. And, and so I've always kind of been did that. But I, I didn't go to Bible study so I could uh, effectively explain the Republican platform or the Democrat platform. I'd rather share the four spiritual laws, if you, if you will. I'd rather, I'd rather do that. But we want to live in the truth, don't we? We want to preach the truth. Uh, um, and as the more that our society has not only walked away from it, but rejected the truth and, and tried to establish laws and policies and mandates that tell you to not do what God told you to do or to tell you to do what God said not to do. Now, but I just want to live in the truth, but these things says, no, you can't. And all of a sudden we have a confrontation. And either we stand up or we bow. Guess what we should probably do? It's not like we're out to try and overthrow some regime or anything, but, but we want to live in the truth, Right? And I refuse to live in a lie. I refuse to, out of some kind of perverted sense of love for somebody, affirm their delusion because I don't want them to get mad at me. No, the best way I can love them, as I already said, is to show them what the truth really is. If a boy thinks he's a girl, you know, he doesn't need to be made fun of or mocked or anything. He needs help. He doesn't have a body problem. He has a mind problem. And he's not the only one. This is not like new to the human race. It's okay to be confused, right? We love people in, in that. We help them in their confusion, right? Maybe a few of us have been confused, you know? Maybe we all have been confused at some point in our lives, right? About one thing or another. But that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. You certainly don't need to remove body parts to fix it, as we can see. But so, like I said, these these uh, rock bands—they just want to write and play their own songs, and um, and just every attempt for them to live in the truth uh, just just came against it. And and Vaclav Havel says this um, that uh, totalitarianism for a totalitarian regime to maintain itself, you might think, well, we're, we don't have a totalitarianism in America. I think you need to rethink things. Uh, look at what they are, not what they say, right? Um, this whole COVID lockdown by the emperor of our state was nothing less than totalitarianism. Um, he says, but it's what's manipulation is necessary to, to sustain totalitarianism, where they, the, the uh, totalitarianists, if you will, they see every free human act and every attempt to live within the truth must necessarily appear as a threat to the system. And there's, you have to list it as that. You have, to, you have to label it as that. You have to make it uh, demonize it. That's a threat to our democracy, right? Who was that? Who was just saying that? Um, uh, several have said that. Uh, how about that, that appalling speech by the guy who who is in the white house with the red background and the two marine marine or marine soldiers back there in a military kind of format it's raging against the mega trump conservatives the ultra mega as a threat to the democracy we have to oppress them and then he later saying we're gonna do everything we can to keep trump from ever running for president again 
This, that's totalitarianism. That's not America. I want to live in the truth, and I, I can't keep living in the truth. My kids will not live in the truth if I don't stand up and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a pastor. I want to preach the truth. I want to lead people to Jesus, get them saved, healed, and disciples. But right now, you're, you've just crossed the line here. And so because we stood up, those who stand up, they label you as a threat to democracy. That you are, uh, what, what are the other terms? Uh, um, racist, you're a terrorist, terrorist domestic terrorist. You're a Christian white nationalist. Uh, yeah, I'm, I happen to be white in two ways. Skin in my name. <laughs> I love Jesus all my heart and I love my nation. Absolutely. But he talks us about this pre-political hinterland. You see, we have beliefs that really are our American uh, uh, cultural things. That we've, it's our heritage as, as Americans. The biblical standards that, that we find in here are the ones that founded this nation. And they were embraced by generation after generation. And what built America into what she has uh, the, the strong, prosperous nation that she was. I, we are not prosperous. We are deep in debt. But those are the very things that, that built us. And, um, um, and the belief that people should be able to live in the truth, that y- your rights come from God. And our, the government's job is to protect them. Your, your rights don't come from the government. Um, God created man. Man didn't create God. All these, these basic fundamentals. And we get to, we live in that. And so that, that is there. That's a reality. And then what happens is, as we live this life and we see society shifting away from God, we see more and more politicians unwilling to really, um, acknowledge God, um, and, and aside with liberalism and the atheism and LGBTQ stuff and those kind of things. All of a sudden, you're just, it's the stirring starts happening in, in, the, in society. You're like, well, I don't like that. And don't really say anything for a while, but it's like, it's like the fermentation of, of sweet grape juice. It, a chemical reaction begins to, to happen. And you don't see anything happen for a while, at least not necessarily. Um, there comes a time where the pop's gonna, that, that cork's gonna blow off the top of that, that bottle because they can't stand the pressure anymore. And that's what's happened. That we haven't changed any. It's just that society and our, our, so much of our governmental structures and our, all the culture, cultural structures like our education and our public schools, our, our, our colleges, the ideologies that are going forth there have got so far away from God. It's like, I've had enough! And all of a sudden, boom! People start standing up and they think that all of a sudden there's this burst of uh, all of a sudden everybody changed. No, we just finally had enough. We can't sit here and endure the appearance of what we know is a lie. We can't allow that to continue. Because we just want to live in the truth. We want our kids to live in the truth. He puts it this way, it, it develops and matures as a result of a subsequent confrontation with the system and not because it started off as a political program, project, or impulse. That whole thing that just kind of, we just got along for a while and then we watched it, the frustration grows off and boom. He, wrote, he writes this, he says, 
these widely different rock groups, they came together, said it's impossible to wait any longer. Now hear this. These are rock bands just wanting to play their music and the, and the communist government is coming down on them. You will only have this kind of music, only our words and all these things. And they said, it's impossible to wait any longer and that the truth that had to be spoken loudly and collectively, regardless of the virtual certainty of sanctions, in other words, the government coming after them, and the uncertainty of any tangible results in the immediate future. They said, this one guy, uh, Jan uh, Potoska, I think his name, before he died, he said this, there are some things worth suffering for. With meaning that you're going you're gonna to go out, put yourself on the line, aware that it may not really have many or any benefit in the immediate future. But it's like, I just can't be silent any longer, is what they're saying. And of course, that's what's happening now. Um, just as we've seen um, so much of this continue, we just can't, can't sit, sit here and just look the other way as our government lies to us over and over again. The CDC uh, saying that masks are great, even though they're, they say they aren't, and, and, and they're saying, get, get your next shot, get your next booster, you know, when they don't protect you whatsoever. You, you, you know, the, the overall majority of those who died from COVID were over 70. And the average age of those in, that, in that, that group who died from COVID were older than the national, the expected life expectancy. What does that tell you? You know, we shut down back in March of 2020 because we just didn't know. You know, we didn't, we didn't want to be foolish. And then, but after a while, we began to realize this is a game. They don't even, this was just a flu variant. You know what happened? All these supposed COVID cases. Did anybody check to see how many flu cases during that time? You know, they're estimate, they don't count them anymore, but they estimate 25 to 60 million people every year get the flu. It was like somewhere that, it looked like we, we, we cured the flu. But we know the flu is a coronavirus. You see, you think, well, why are you talking about that? Listen, if we understand these things, we, then we can, we can understand what's going on. We can make our decisions without having to talk to Dr. Fauci. You can be to also understand, you realize, hey, they're lying to us. And you walk in, the, it, it, feel, be empowered to look... It's okay for me to know the truth and ask questions. Totalitarianism, any system built on lies, cannot stand up under questions. And so you have to penalize and demonize those who are asking the questions that you don't want to answer. Because they're the very questions that will expose um, the lie. And if they get out, then their power structure will fall apart. But if you, you notice, any system built on truth welcomes debate because the truth in the end will always be standing up. I mean, I, I, I tell people all the time, the, there's a, a, one guy in particular who, want, who seems to want to keep following me on Facebook and try to slander me whatever way he can. 
Um, I just don't even answer him. Uh, although I did earlier on, I said, hey, this isn't getting us anywhere. Watch, the church is open 9 to 3, Monday through Thursday. I'm here, and you're right back there. Let's talk. But they don't want, they don't want to talk. You've got to maintain this level of, of, of that. And we just want to live in the truth, right? Live in the truth uh, like our founders. Live in the truth that, hey, the parent-child relationship is sacred. The school and the government have no business getting in the middle of that, right? Do we believe boys cannot be girls, right? Walk by faith, not by sight, and how about not by feeling, right? That, that we, we want to live in the truth to recognize that don't, don't, it's wrong to call it reproductive health care when it's taking the, a, a human life. Um, how many are, know the name Seth Gruber? Okay. He was there, uh, one of the speakers, and uh, great. Uh, the white, resistant, white Rose Resistance, you'll hear more about that later. But he made a good point. You know, in the story of, of where Mary, uh, Gabriel visits Mary, says, hey, you're going to be with child, you know, power of the Holy Spirit's going to call on you. And, then, and, and your cousin, your relative, Elizabeth, who is said to be barren, is now in her sixth month. Whoa, which I, I will always, that'll be always one of my favorite verses, you know, because she was, who is said to be barren is now in her sixth month. Amen. God brings life out of barrenness. You could take that principle everywhere, right? That'll preach. She goes up there, married us to see Elizabeth. And the Bible says that the baby, the fetus, as we would, as our doctor would say, in Elizabeth's womb, leapt, jumped. And she was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Greek word used there is brephos. All right? That's the baby in the womb. The Greek used baby. And then later on, when Mary has, has baby Jesus in Bethlehem, so she laid him in a manger. And, and, oh, and when the angel says to the shepherds, you'll find the baby lying in a manger. Guess what Greek word that is? It's the same one. See, People won't say uh, it's brephos. It's the same. God, the Bible makes no distinction between the baby in the womb and the baby outside the womb. It's science that has just uh, have have made you know you're a zygote and then you're a fetus and I don't know, all these things. No, you're a baby, right? You're a brephos here and you're a brephos here, and and all these things that we um. Want to walk and live in the truth and live in a society that, that, that lives uh, by the truth. Amen? That our rights come from God's method. That, that, that ju- justice must be blind. Right? It's not. It's, it's, a, it's a horrendous thing. It's a uh, corrupt, uh, ultimate corrupt banana republic kind of thing that the, ter- the current, current Department of Justice is doing, going after Donald Trump and all the people that are supporting him, bringing, even the Jonathan Turley and, and um, Alan Dershowitz, die-in-the-world Democrats. They voted Democrat all the time. These are attorneys, though. They say this stuff is baloney. They, have, they are weaponizing the agency of the government to go after their political opponents, namely Donald Trump. I want to live in the truth. You know, I wouldn't even care to get involved in this. But listen, we can't keep doing that. You know, well, he's not bothering me. That's the problem. We don't do anything. Because, well, it's not, it's not on my front door yet. 
He's doing this to your country. And so how can we stay silent on those things? And I'm not leaving the gospel. I want to live in the truth. I want to live in a society that honors the truth and exposes the lie and says, we're not having that. Not in this country, not in my day, not on my watch. Marriage is only one man and one woman. History, human history. You don't even need the Bible. Human history shows that, that any time a, 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 a nation had strong marriage of one man and one woman in a family setting and raised a generation and, and the other, um, you know, laws, basic laws that, that we know, you, you don't kill, you don't steal, you don't lie, that stuff. It has always been the foundation of a strong nation. The Roman Empire was strong when they had these kind of families. As they walked away from that, began the disintegration of it. And that's what's happening in America, right? And just to, to, to acknowledge that LGBTQ, listen, these folks have got PTSD. They've got, they've got issues that need ministry and, and compassion. That's what's driven them into these things and confusion. We don't, it's not like, you know, calling them evil and, and you know, and condemning. That's, we're not into that. Recognize where they're at, but understand, if that is to take over, that's generational suicide. And so living the truth puts us at odds with the lie. And there comes a point where you just can't put up with the lie any longer. And so we have to speak up. And the truth is... The power is that power of the powerless. Um, Eric Metaxas, you know, he wrote, we, uh, a lot of you have encouraged you to read that book that, of his, Letter to the American Church. Um, I encourage you to get that uh, and read. If you haven't, that's, we just maybe should do a series on it. But he spoke, and he, t- he wrote the book about um, Bonhoeffer, the, ger- the uh, German pastor, excuse me, in Germany during Nazi Hitler's time, and he was saying he could see what he was doing to the Jews, what what Hitler was doing to the Jews, and he said, "Hey, we we, we can't be silent on this. This is this is wrong." And and so many said, "Oh no no no, we just got to keep our head down. We don't want we don't we don't get in God. We, the same discussions are happening today. Were happening then." And Eric Metaxas, who wrote this book, he says the conditions in Germany at, in in Bonhoeffer's day are exactly what we have today, and the church, by and large, is reacting in the same way. And don't he didn't. The, He's saying the church doesn't realize the power that we really have to change and to save this nation. You know, the percentage of people who actually fought in the Revolutionary War that made us a nation, 3%. 3% of the population of the colonies at the time. Right? And a little bit smaller, but larger, but a, a still a, a minority of them uh, want it. But, but aren't you glad they stood up? They didn't wait till everybody came around with them, but they stood up, right? The, the, the power of the church in America, if we rise up in, in faith, I'm not talking about overthrowing governments. I'm talking, we're just going to, we're going to live by the truth. And where there's a lie, we're going to expose this. In fact, Paul tells Timothy, you know, 
to to expose the the the, the deeds of darkness, you know, um, and uh, and that that we we have to be that salt and light where we live, and bring that truth uh, there. And as more stand up, Metaxas said there were like what was it like uh, eighteen? The estimate about eighteen thousand pastors, okay, in Germany at that time. Three thousand of them were. Seek Heil, you know, following Hitler 100%. 3,000 were completely against it. But there was this 12,000 in the middle, right? Who kind of like undecided. You didn't need all 12,000. But if he, he estimated if he had another 10% or so of them to stand up, to be a voice of truth, because there are people out there who don't know Jesus, they may not want to know Jesus, they may not want to go to church, but they want to know the truth. And if they know that when they, on, on, on the issues facing us today, that there's some uh, people, they happen to be Christians, they go to that church over there, that they understand the times and they tell the truth about what's going on. I may not want to join their church or go to Jesus, but If they can help me understand the truth, because they're going to they're gonna tell me the truth, then I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to listen to them. I'm going to going to come and uh, and come to know that and 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 uh, and stand with them. The courage of the courage, as it was said this week, you've heard it before. Courage is contagious, right? How who how many people out there are waiting for you and I to stand up in the in the times? Um, uh, so important. This passage here, if you hold to my teachings, you're really my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. You and I need to be the people of freedom in this, in this day. We understand the truth. We're not, you're not following me. You're not following, name your favorite online person. And, the, and thank God for all the wonderful teachers out there. But you're followers of Jesus and this is your foundation, nothing else. Amen. And as this speaks to you, and as this reveals the truth, then you say, Pastor Tim, you better align with this. Brother so-and-so on the TV or your podcast, you, you, as long as you align with this, I'm good with you. But this is it. And I'm going to know the truth. Why? Because we do this, you'll know the truth. Then you will understand the times. My ability to understand th- things just re- began to happen after I became a Christian. I began to get in the Word. Like, wait a minute, I get it now. Because there's something else that you and I have as a fall, as a as as the Church of Jesus Christ, we have the Holy Spirit. We've got a power greater than any other ideology out there, even if the devil himself is is behind it, because he's just the prince. We serve the King, and that prince, the egg timer, is clicking on his reign, right? And as soon, when, when the time comes, the revelation shows, uh, chapter 19, that, that God just points to some nameless angel, grab that serpent, they wrap a chain around him and throw him into the abyss for a thousand years. That serpent has no power to resist at all. See, that's who the devil is, and our God is the one who controls it all. So we don't have to be ashamed of the truth because that truth is going to set these people free. They might get mad at you and call you all kinds of names, but you recognize there probably was a time where you didn't want to hear it either. And aren't you glad somebody continued to, to share it with you? Today, what's the, you know what today is? Who knows what today is? 
Constitution Day and Citizenship Day. They, so it's both. Today was a day in 1787, 236 years ago, that they signed, the, the delegates of the Constitutional Convention signed the most amazing document created by man. Um, legal scholars, every generation, look at it and go like, what the, our founders were able to anticipate is truly phenomenal. And George Washington, uh, or maybe it was uh, Madison, one of them said that I would, um, one of them said that, I wouldn't say it's divine like the Word of God, but it's as, as close to any of the miracles that we read about in the Bible is our Constitution. And we need to hold to it. You see, what happened was that Constitution was, was based on what? The Word of God. It was. The, 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 our form of government, the, ta- the form of taxation, and these kind of different things, all these came from, from examples out of the Word of God. So a, it, we were following Jesus' teachings. Our, our founders were following the teachings of Jesus. And guess what happened to this nation? What, what's the word, what's the one word that they talk about? If it's anywhere you can describe America, what is it? It's freedom. Yeah. You know, you know, some would say, hey, do you mind if I go do this? Oh, it's a free country. Right. Yeah, it's not anymore. Right. But why? The truth, a government set around the truth created a form of government that set people free. And America is, there's been no nation ever like this nation ever that has, that the average Joe, some, I mean, a, a, a black a kid with a, a single mom growing up in the slums can end up uh, in, this house, in the Senate, U.S. Senate, Tim Scott, you know. Um, uh, what's the doctor? Doctor, the brain surgeon. Yeah. Ben Carson. Yeah. Only in America. What, why? If, if you hold to my teachings, you're really my disciples, and then you're going to know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The extent to which that freedom goes is more than just being free from, from having to go to hell. There's a freedom that God has for all of us in a society. Um, and that. And um, so our number one calling is what? Share the gospel, right? Bring people to Jesus, make disciples. Our second calling is to make sure we can keep doing the first. Amen? Did you know that 87 cents out of every dollar sent to missions come from the United States of America? 87 cents of every dollar. See, it's not about defeating Trump. It's not about, you know, conservatism versus uh, liberalism. or uh, No. The devil hates the gospel and he's going after the message of the gospel and if he could tear down America he can do a major blow to the missionary efforts around the world that's what it's about it's not even about America it's about the missionary the the preaching of the gospel that, that, that is still being funded by America around the world unlike any nation now or ever in the past and that's why we need to make this stand that's why we need to live in the truth and, and, and work. The church needs in America needs to be strong. We need to be revived. Amen? And we need the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon us again. Right? And that we would reject the wokeism 
and pray for the awakening that we, we must have in this day. And uh, um, uh, that happens as we, as we gather together. Let me just close with this. So how does this, um, let's bring this to us, all right? What about me personally? How does that, you or your family? I believe no matter where you're at in life, no matter what your situation you may be facing, at any time in your life, the only way to go forward is to back, go back to John 8. Just hold to my teaching, Jesus says. Matthew uh, 6, um, 33. Um, Seek first my kingdom and my righteousness and all the other things. Be you, you align yourself with my truth and you, you determine you're going to keep walking that way. And I'm going to take you through whatever you're in. You will come out in the right place. You, it may look different. Most likely it will look different from what you think it should look like. But if you do that, then you're going to know the truth. You're going to walk in the truth. And that truth is going to set you free as you walk through that situation. You keep trusting God. You don't give in to fear and doubt, the pressure of certain people to want you to do this thing. No, the Bible says I need to walk this way. I need to put my trust in God. And, you know, and you, you do that. He will lead you. Um, he will lead you through that. Amen. Romans 12. Just close with this, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, in view of God's mercy, aren't you glad for his mercy? To offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. It's one thing to sing songs and say words. It's something very different than our bodies and begin to act in obedience. We use our life to give him glory. We step out. We do the things consistent with the one that we say we trust in. And that we become a living sacrifice for his glory. That people, that we're living our life so people will want to hear about Jesus. They will know about Jesus, know his truth. Because we are determined to live by that and to exchange that currency of the kingdom of God, which is the truth, right? And verse 2, do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. That's the biggest challenge. And I believe COVID was, was like a, a great dry run to find out, can we stand up for our faith? You can't even stand up against when you realize the mask is actually more dangerous to your health, wearing it all day, than having it not. You know, when you learn that, can you, can you understand these kind of things? Or, or do we to run by fear? I mean, there, such fear was exposed in so many churches, um, here included, um, those who didn't want, were, were just, just believe whatever they said, you know, be afraid. Be really, really afraid of this thing that has a 99.7% survival rate. Close your businesses. Let, let our dying elderly people die by themselves in the hospitals. Tear families apart. No. They're not conforming along to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? Of your mind. Aren't you interesting? It's, it's mind. It didn't say heart. Because your mind, everything starts here. A thought process, a, a, a paradigm you have about things, a mindset. We see something and we've tagged it in a certain way in our mind. And then... We see it, 
we think, oh, that's that. Then there's a heart response, an emotion response, and then maybe words and actions. But it's all here. The, the truth of God's word is what will transform your mind. And that will transform you. Because you'll begin to walk in the truth. You'll know the truth because you don't know the truth until you're doing the truth, right? You don't know how to drive a car until you're actually driving it, right? You don't know the truth until you're doing the truth. And then when you do that, it'll set you free. Because it goes on to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And this is so needed today. There are so many people so confused. Those, those kids in our schools, I mean, the girls, 4,400% increase in five years of girls saying they're now non-binary or boys. And they're doing it in groups. So do you think it's maybe something more of a social contagion going on? Those girls need help. They need truth. People who love them in the way that they need to be loved. And we are those uh, who, who, who can do that. And that means we also need to stand up against those who want to silence, take them away from their parents, take them off to a government place and, and do terrible things to them and destroy their future. Um, and we, we need to not let that happen. But um, that, that for us as well, even as we order our lives, our families, our businesses, our, whatever it is, this is, I'm going to follow your truth, God. I'm going, to, I'm, going to, I'm going to get into your word. I'm going to know this. I'm going to, I know your people. I'm going to walk with you and, and walk by faith in your word and your truth and not by the sight or the oppression or the pressure of those around us so that we might um, know what freedom is. And, be it. and when we know freedom, guess what? We can lead people there as well. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's stand. Thanks for holding in on me. <laughs> if you only knew how much I didn't say, you'd be really happy. <laughs> Next week. Um, let's bow our heads real quick. And just um, and I'll just say, if, 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 if you're here, you would like us to pray with you um, um, about anything, um, even while we're just have our heads bowed, and I'm going to just pray for a bit. Uh, we'll pray here, but... If you'd like us to pray with you, I will encourage you to just go ahead and just step out and come up, up front. And we will, um, if, you lady, if you're a lady, the ladies will come and pray for you. If it's your guy, we'll come pray for you. Um, and in, in any of these areas, if you're con- concerned about things, if there's fear, you're dealing with fear or doubt, or you just need someone to agree with you in prayer on something, don't leave here without us praying with you. And so even as I'm talking, I just I invite you to just make your way up here and, and then we'll, uh, some of us will gather around you and pray with you in complete confidence as well. Um, so, but I just, you know, I, I guess that's the question. If we just say, are there things that want a fear, things that want to cr- create fear in you uh, or, or, or doubt or the struggle that, that, that's happening inside of you? It's okay to say, Lord, I, I, I just, I, I'm dealing with this right now. And I need, I need your help. And he wants, to, he wants to open his truth to you. If that's you, just, just respond to him. And if you want to come up, I'd 
pray with you. And um, Thank you, Lord. There's some issues in life that very confusing. I believe God has an answer for you. And it, there might be a step that he's going to he asks of you. Maybe you need the Lord to give you courage or maybe some clarity on how that next step looks like, but How many how about if we just see some some things that have been a certain way that see that broken off, amen? You need a breakthrough. There's a breakthrough that you're praying for a breakthrough. I just want to you come up and we're just going to believe God to do that for you today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You can get some music, um, Ariel, in the background. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. The rest of us, you just want to lift your hands and just say, Lord, we we thank you for your word is, is truth. I thank you for the life that we have in you and the uh, the freedom that, that, that comes to us through you by your spirit and, and as your, your truth is revealed in our lives, Lord. And if with, with your hands raised, you just say, Lord, I just commit myself to walking your way, to show you that way. You'd show us, Lord, that way. Give, I pray for courage and for boldness, God. I pray for clarity, and what that looks like in for each one of us, be it in, a, in our, our own home situation, work, school, neighborhood, or maybe in a larger context. But God, in Jesus' name, well, we just we are just committing ourselves, Lord. Your word is is the only truth that there is. And God, help us, Lord, to walk in that truth. And we trust you, Father God, for a revelation of of. Uh, of what you're calling us to and, and how how we are to live and to respond in, in this day, in this hour. And we're praying, God, that you, by your Holy Spirit, would, would, would fall upon your us, your church, to revive us, Lord, to empower us by your Spirit, as you did on the day of Pentecost and did many times since, <clears throat> to make us, Lord God, the the, the, the kind of Disciple, uh, dis- disciple makers you intended for us to be. And God, that you would drive back the lie, push back the darkness, Lord. The, the, <coughs> the light of your truth would shine upon our community, shine upon the hearts of our lost loved ones and our neighbors, the people we go to school with, we go to work with, that you, God, would be glorified in this day. And people would find the truth that the oppressor would be put down and life uh, forever would be lifted up, Lord. We just thank you. We bless your name. We bless your name, Lord. Lord God, we just thank you. And I just, I'm, I'm asking you, God, for this body here and as many who, who are not here today, we, we pray your blessing upon them as well. 
But God, we, we want more than just uh, comfort and niceness. We want the power of God to be upon us and the word of God to be in our mouth, Lord Jesus. We just thank you. We pray, God, for your uh, moving in this day um, and uh, that truth might come forth um, in, this, in this hour, Lord God, for the sake of our children, the sake of our grandchildren's generations, and for the sake of your great name being exalted in this day. For you are worthy of all praise. You are worthy of our lives, Lord. You are worthy, Lord. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Can we just tell him that right now? Just in worship and just quick. Well, you are worthy of our praise. You're worthy. Just tell him. Let's, let's, let's hear yourself saying it. Lord, we just, you're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our life, Lord God. You're worthy above all. We give you praise and give you thanks. We give you thanks for what you're doing and what you're going to do in Jesus' name. We commit ourselves to you in that in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen, amen. God bless you. And keep praying for America. Uh.